All right, it is Fry-yay, as my kids call it. Fry-yay, February 25th. We're playing musical chairs here on the Automotive Troublemaker. I've got Patrick Abad, one of the coolest dealers. Let's go. Here I go. The people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. All right, so for all of you regulars, you're like, man, musical chairs this week. We've had Paul... Then Michael Cirillo, then Paul, then Michael Cirillo. And today I have the wonderful pleasure of inviting a friend that I made over Clubhouse first. And then uh, we, we got to visit his dealership uh, and see what he's doing. And uh, we'll probably have some announcements next week uh, to share with you. But uh, this is Patrick Abad. Patrick, welcome to the pod, man. What's up, dude? Good morning. <laughs> so Patrick is uh, the general manager and uh, of Beaver Toyota in Cumming, Georgia, just north of Atlanta, um, and just has an incredible dealership. If you're ever Anywhere in the Atlanta area, the 30-minute drive just north to Beaver Toyota and Cumming is worth it just to go sit in the leather chairs <laughs> at a minimum. But yet, but to see the store and the operations if you're in the dealership world. And, and uh, I know that Patrick and his whole team is extremely hospitable. Um, so uh, re- really good to have you on this morning. We're going to talk a little little news, a little bit dealership, and, uh, and go at that. And interestingly enough, like Patrick was one of the first people that when we told him about the pod, you've been listening to this thing for for a long time on a daily basis. Is that right? I, I do, man. I love it. I think it's, uh, you know, I think you guys, it, it rocks because it's just a very small window of the day. But, you know, I think it's, I think you guys do a wonderful job and, and not just me, but I have my team watch it too. So That's awesome. Well, so this is actually, this is really cool. I got an email this morning. We just passed 7,000 podcast downloads, um, which is really fun. You Congratulations. know, so it's a little like mile, those little milestones, right? And uh, I know one day we'll be looking back going 7,000, not, not a problem. Yeah, that, um, that was cute. 7,000 was cute, <laughs> that right? That was yeah. cute, exactly. Um, just a couple things just for the, just for our crew. Um, you know, we're headed up to NAD here soon and uh, just wanted to, to let everyone know that if you if you're a company or a dealer or you're doing something really special uh, or engaging especially collaborating we want to talk to you we want to be a part of that and we're bringing a whole crew we've got um, videographers and audio people and writers on staff uh, just to help out and and share what's going on be the talk of the you know the talk of the town the, the man on the street and women on the street of NADA to share with whether you're there or not able to be there we're gonna be there doing that um, and also so we, we got a couple really fun emails uh, this morning, um, like replies to our daily email. And just know, we read those, we respond to those. A lot of times, like, you'll get an extra gift if you respond to those with something fun. Uh, so if you're a reader of the email and if you subscribe to the email, don't hesitate to, you know, shoot us something back, an encouraging word or, or something uh, like that. But enough of that. Yesterday, it was announced, Patrick, that Carvana or Car Global, their their uh, their ownership company, went in and acquired Odessa for a whopping two point two billion dollars. Right, so a yeah, when especially when you think about like the move to private party purchasing, but it seems like wholesale auctions still are a thing. Um, and this is this is my kind of, and I'd love to get your take on this, but. When I start thinking about 
Carvana, right? We've been we've been talking about this in the industry of like this industry disruptor, the barbarian at the gate, the one that's kind of challenging the way that um, dealerships are engaged with. Recently, over the last six months, they've started housing dealership inventory, and now they own one of the largest auction houses that franchise dealerships use every day. Yeah. What do you think that 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 has an impact on the relationship of Odessa with? the the franchise dealer and and what does the what does the dealer do about that data sharing or their access to to inventory well i think i mean listen you know obviously since they announced it yesterday the talk in the industry has been like what are they doing where are they going what are they trying to do i mean i've heard it for the last 24 hours but you know i i I say yes yes Hmm. they're doing it all you know i think there's a lot of smart people who are trying to make some some decisions you know whatever problems they've had whatever they they've gone through the things that they're missing out on i think they're trying to fix it with the with an acquisition like this but the truth is is as as a dealer you know there's no doubt they've been a disruptor in our industry i mean anybody who denies it is like living under a rock right, right. they've been an absolute disruptor i know people still deny it like yeah they're going away <laughs> it's like, two percent they're going, they're going, they're away. going they're away they're not profitable yeah i swear yeah. i heard they were going away this week like oh they're good that's it they're done <laughs> yeah no they just made a 2.2 billion dollar acquisition right. no they're not going away but you know as a dealer i really think this is this is just my opinion but as a dealer i think i i welcome what they're doing. Mm. You know why? We as dealers, a lot of dealers have gotten better from the point when they became a disruptor. I think that's what disruptors do. They challenge you to get better. You know, we were talking the other day, and I think it was in Clubhouse, that, you know, every time somebody comes and challenges us in this industry, dealers get better and they're stronger at the end of it, you know? And, and, there's probably a lot of people right now who are given better customer experiences because Carvana came into the business, right? And whatever they are going to do, whether it's fix their tag and title issues or whether they're going to, you know, have an infrastructure for reconditioning, you know, whatever they're going to do to elevate their game, that the dealers just need to go and elevate theirs even more. You know, right. that's kind of the play I, I see. With. No, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that that happens in, in any market, in any, in, in any vertical, right? And even just to look at, like, look a little bit more upstream at OEMs, right? If Tesla, right, I, I think about this. In 2011, I was a LEAF certified salesperson, one of two at the Nissan dealership I was at, right? And at that point, Tesla non-existent, right? Not even, not even a, a talk on, on the market, right? But, uh, you know, kind of the OEMs were a little bit slow, kind of tiptoed into EV, the Chevy Bolt came out, but then all of a sudden Tesla comes in and challenges everything. Well, now, you know, nine, 10 years later, we're talking, we're, we're talking about, you know, Stellantis and Ford and all of these companies saying, no, we're going to get this right. And we're going to get it right really quick. And interestingly enough, you know, the, the sell-through rate and the ability to be, you know, the, the network, the uh, having the dealer network, having the, the customer base, having the data points, right, is actually accelerating them as, as SaaS companies. So if you take that model and say, if dealers take that same intense approach at actually not just meeting Carvana where it's at, but exceeding it. Actually, I was, I was writing, um, uh, I was, I can't remember exactly what I was writing a couple days ago, but essentially like the human element of the dealership is actually the, the general franchise retails opportunity at exceeding a unique yeah. selling proposition on Carvana or Vroom or anything like that. It's the, it's franchise retails ability to do that. Actually, I would say 
that if a dealer is is promoting anything from a from a from any sort of like uh, customer engagement or video or social platform, right? Just talking about how you can buy online, talking about how you can do all that stuff without including the human element is the major mistake potentially. Yes. Yeah, right? the human element, get, that is your competitive edge. <laughs> it really is. Bingo. Bingo. But it better be right. Like you can't go and promote it and then it'd be sloppy and messy and, and you you better be, your, your game better be tight if you're going to promote it. And I think that's that's the part that's the part where the good dealers are going to elevate through, right. through, through this whole thing, you know? So yeah, I think you're dead on Kyle. Yep. I absolutely do. Well, just a couple more stats on that acquisition. Um, it's interesting with, with, uh, the, uh, 78% of the population now, because Odessa is a part of the ability to get, uh, vehicles to, uh, customers potentially because they're holding houses now for Carvana will be with within 100 miles of, of a Carvana inspection or reconditioning center. Right. So they just they expanded their network. As, and you, you just said like a reconditioning center. And there are a lot of big dealer groups. we got Lithia, Asbury, uh, you know, dealer groups like that that are thinking about how can I be closer to the customer? And I think, you know, for the you, you're in a single rooftop, you're like, well, I can't I can't be closer to every single customer. Right. But how can you put outposts in your city to be closer to the customer, whether that just be people outposts or potentially like I've communicated my my buddy uh, Brad Pascal, who I think, you know, uh, yeah, well, he and I always talk about like what if dealers put up Jiffy Lubes? Basically, right? What if you just independent? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just like throw an independent, you know, 10 miles away from your store. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like there's another opportunity. I I mean, I'm dealing with a service issue right now where it's like I have to drive 40 miles to get to the uh, 40 minutes to get to the dealer just to handle an issue. And if they were, you know, closer or could do delivery or anything like that, my speed of getting something done would be a lot quicker. So um, just I found an interesting point to show how they're meeting people where they're at and being close to everyone. So it's absolutely strategic for, for, you know, and and I don't think really any of us sitting here right now know what that long play is. Um, We all speculate, but we really don't yet. Right. But we'll see it and, and we'll be challenged by it. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to get a little bit more local with you and specifically with your dealer since uh, we don't we don't a lot of times get to have dealers actually on the on the show in the morning. Um, So taking this opportunity to just hear kind of what you're doing in the community, you've got uh, you were texting me a couple nights ago, um, some stuff that you're some stuff that you're doing in the community, specifically with law enforcement and just like leaning into um, that that you as a dealer is not just a sales entity or a service entity, but is actually a part of the community. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll say this because Danielle just put it up there for us right below me is a sodu.com slash positivity. If you know of a dealer and you're listening to this and you know of a dealer or a dealer group that's doing something really cool in their community, we want to hear about it just to, like the story that we're going to hear from Patrick. But tell us a little bit about how that came about and then what you're what you're doing with uh, local law enforcement. Well, let me, I'll start by saying, I, I feel like any business in a community that does well because of the community should always give back to the community. Mm. And I think, I think a lot of us in the automotive industry do. I do think that there's a good network of dealers who, who find ways to give back, but you know, um, our local real, sheriff's real, office. Real quick, real quick. That approach I think is really unique, right? Because a lot of times the approach is we're going to go to the community because we need the community. And interestingly enough, we already have the community because they're the ones giving us business. And, and actually what 
what it is is it's giving back. It's not approaching them to come to us. It's giving back because they're already doing the work of doing business with us, right? And it's so crazy because if you approach it from the fact of I want to give back because we're successful, because of them, because of the community, that it just keeps cycling back, you know? Mm. And, you know, we had a unique opportunity and we have a wonderful uh, uh, Forsyth County Sheriff's Office here. I mean, the sheriff here is wonderful. And, and last night, you know, we had an opportunity. They had their deputies of the year and they award eight different, you know, based on different bureaus. And I won't get into the deep part of it, but, but um, they had a very, it was really like a private event um, for deputies of the year. And, and we always said, we want to be involved. We want to be involved. So when they approached us, they were like, you know, what, what do you guys want to do for us this year? And, and, you know, sometimes I'm a little extra, um, you know, <laughs> but they, uh, they said, what do you want to do for us? And, you know, I think they were thinking like we'd get them a, a gift certificate to the local steakhouse or something like that. But, yeah, yeah. but when I start to think about the 280 deputies that we have in this county and 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 the interactions I've had with them is, I mean, they're class acts, they're professional, they, 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 they care, you know. But so it's crazy that I'm thinking I'm doing this thing for him. So we go and, and we, we awarded last night just this dealership in a super private event. We were the only business there represented. There were some state dignitaries and that type of thing there. But we, were, we awarded the uh, deputies of the year last night, eight of them. Um, and I kind of stole a, a book from the manufacturer's deal. Like we gave them this. <laughs> I got it. Can I run and grab it? Don't go nowhere. Yeah, don't go, go, go. Yeah. So from the manufacturer's deal, I think uh, what he's talking about is how like how like dealers win trips by doing yes. certain things, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so what did so you do? This last night, you win an award, deputy of the year. They had no idea this was coming, you know? So we gave them just like a, a manufacturer does. There's a, a letter from me and Mr. Beaver and Mrs. Beaver thanking them for what they do in the community. And then they were given this, this deal that it's six different trips, couples trip, family trips, Disney vacation, trip to Bahamar, Bahamas, the, uh, Ritz at Lake Oconee, a cruise, a Royal Caribbean, and they get to choose one of these, all paid for by us, spending cash, the whole deal. So picture eight deputies. So if you can't see it, if you're listening to the podcast, it's like a mini suitcase, like uh, maybe the size of, uh, of someone's head, right? And you open it up, and it's got these all these like trips and the descriptions and the letter right there. It's a really fun presentation, but also you win a trip inside. It's so <laughs> cool. It was so cool. And, you know, and I thought, man, look what this is great to do for them. But then when I sat there, Kyle, last night and I listened to the stories that the sheriff was telling of the life saving stories and that and and uh, the, the awards that were given for these amazing things. And I realized, man, these guys and gals, they put on their uniforms just like we do. Mm. And then they go out there and they take their they, they and we go out and we take ups and they go out and save lives like like these people. They, I mean, it's just amazing. And no, what was crazy is all their spouses were there, too. And I, and I realized, and now I'll, the business side of it is like, gosh, we don't do this for business. We just don't. But what we do do it for is to, to help people. But there is a reciprocal deal that comes that there's 400 people there last night that, right. that were thankful for Beaver Toyota. And it was just, it was a really special moment. And, uh, and, and I realized that as a successful business, we got to do more. We just got to do more for the community. And we never really have to leave our backyard. If right. we're doing all those it's things, right anyway, there. I could go on for days. No, and I this is what I love about that, right? Is that is that you not just had the opportunity to serve them, 
but also a really unique opportunity, not sitting in the dealership, not working a deal, because we all know like the small talk happens and maybe you have a, a, a service member or a law enforcement member or a doctor or something like that sit there and you get to know them a little bit, right? But you're out of the dealership element. And you're, you're able to listen and you're starting to hear stories. And so you're getting context for a whole nother realm of business or a whole nother um, a part of your community that you now have the opportunity to serve in an either, even greater way because you understand the context in which they're coming from. And I think that, you know, for us and for Paul and I, the, the idea of being of like being human in business is so important. And what you did is not just you know, and what so many dealers do is not just, you know, give a hand up or a handout or, you know, pay away for something or try and gain additional business. But the, the ability to actually humanize the store within the community is so much more impactful to the community and to the business than any dollar amount could ever bring to it. So, well, um, I got up, I, I was able to get up there, Kyle, and just sit there and say, thank you. Right. Because I told him, I said, there's a difference between being safe and feeling safe. And, and the being safe, you know, the crime stats and all that stuff tell us that our county's safe. But it's the people that were in that room that night that make my wife feel safe. And that, to me, as a man and a family man with four kids, there's nothing more important or comforting than knowing that your family feels safe. And those people do that. And they deserve the thank yous for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I couldn't think of any other way to lead out on this episode, but to be thankful for your community, lean into your community as successful businesses, give back to the people that are making your business successful and go champion someone today.